welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. We'll get quickly into the word of the Lord, reading from Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story. Rereading 2, 1 through 7. Uh, it's, we always call this the Christmas story, but it was not the Christmas story back then. It was not, it was not a happy time for the people back then. Um, and we'll get into that here in a minute. But Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 1, it starts off and says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, and because, and because there was no room for them in the inn. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's all we need to say is thank you, Jesus. Because without this day, everything we're doing now is a waste of time. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. Remember to pray for our pastor and his family as they are with family in Texas down there in the freezing cold. Praise God. And uh, pray that they have a good time, they get rest and relaxation and, and wonderful time with their family, and pray for their safety as they travel back, praise God. But we're, we're talking about what we call the Christmas story today, and I, I am going to try to be really short and condensed, and, and I'm not going to beat my record that I had in the Philippines where I preached for six minutes. Um, but if you all want me to do that, then you guys have to have the same result we got that day when 45 people got the Holy Ghost, so... If we want to have that kind of service, we need, we need the Lord to move and fill people with the Holy Ghost. We got to get them here, praise God. But in this story, in this story of uh, the birth of Jesus Christ, there's some things that I want to pull out of that we can learn from today. It's not just a happy moment that, that we're talking about in the birth of Jesus Christ because it didn't start off happy. Last year, 2021, was the first year ever in my life I had to pay taxes. Ever. When I got that notice that I had to pay them over $7,000 in taxes, that was not a happy day. And I did not do anything illegal or shady or anything like that to, to, to compromise the integrity of, of who I am as a man of God and as a man. But, but when I got that notice that I had to be taxed, I, I, I wasn't real happy about it. Brother Clifton, I was frustrated. I had plans for that money. We, we had plans to, to use that money for something else. But, but there was a reason. There was a reason for that to happen. And, and, and here we have a reason why there was tax. And I'm sure Joseph, who was, been, was a working man, was not anxious to be taxed. He was not anxious to have to pack up his pregnant wife and, and travel any, time, any length of distance. is not a good time to be traveling with a pregnant woman at all. 
And we have modern day conveniences like cars and ACs and, and the things of comfort. And that's not even really a salvation for us men who are driving. Sometimes it's just not enough. Sometimes you need to like take a cab to follow or something. Um, it's not always comfortable. But they had, he had to go put his wife on some type of a conveyance, whether it was on the back of a donkey, uh, whether he hired a horse or he had a cart. Whatever it was that, that he traveled with his wife to get to Bethlehem was not convenient. And I know she wasn't comfortable. It was not a time of, let's, ooh, let's go click her heels and have a good time. You know, when you traveled back in them days, it was you're, you're, you're subject to bandits and thieves. You're subject to all kinds of things in the elements because you don't have the luxuries that we have today. So this wasn't just like, oh, they just packed up and they went to Bethlehem. This was not a good time. This is not a time that they were excited about. And I'm here to tell you, church, saints of God, that there's going to be some things in our lives that are not comfortable. Some things in our walk with God that are not pleasing. That's just not, I don't like where I'm at right now, Lord. I don't like having to go through this wilderness to get to where you want me to be. I, I don't like this taxation on my spirit, on my body that I'm dealing with right now in this world that we live in. I, I don't like this society that we're dealing with, with this woke mentality where things are just getting crazier and crazier. But the Lord is taking us through this because he has given us a promise. He has given us a, a prophecy that has been over this church and over our lives that you have to go through some things to get your promise you've got to endure you've got to stick with the path and I know that the Lord is using this taxation that he was using this census that was put on them by the Roman government to get him Joseph and Mary to where they needed to be I, I just sometimes wonder what's not covered in the Bible you know I, I sometimes wonder if three weeks earlier a month earlier the angel of the Lord said to Joseph it's time to get, get going it's time to head to Bethlehem. You, you, you grew up in this. You know the prophecies. You know where the Messiah is supposed to be born. It's time to get going. And he just didn't listen. He just waited. He, had, he was busy with work. He was busy with the things of life. He was not anticipating having to travel with a pregnant woman across desert country. So he kept putting it off. And then finally, the governor stepped in and said, all right, I'm going to make it a little uncomfortable and I'm going to tax you, but I'm not going to tax you where you're at. I'm going to tax you where you need to be. So sometimes in life, we get things that happen, what I will call taxes, that will force us to get out of our comfort seat, that'll force us to get to where God is trying to get us in our walk with him in order to get to where the promises and the blessings are to be born in us. We have to be obedient unto his calling and unto his direction. So, so our journey in living for God is not always going to be easy. There's going to be some bumps and there's going to be some, some uncomfortable situations, but we got to understand we got to stick with the journey. We got to follow after the Lord. And I guarantee you, uh, somebody sent me a, uh, one of the memes or what they call them and it showed, uh, uh, where the song Silent Night came from. And it was Joseph and Mary standing outside the stable. Uh, I'm sorry, Mary. I didn't make reservations. Mary, Mary, hello. But we've got to, we've got to understand that you know Jesus was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, brother Josh. He he could have built himself a royal palace to be born in. It was so confusing for the wise men. They went to the palace looking for the king. They showed up and they're like, "Hey, where's the king? Where's the baby?" 
And Herod's like, what do you mean? I am, <laughs> that's me. That's me. And I lost my baby cheeks a long time ago. What do you mean, baby? It's going to be the king, ruler. He's, he's not my seed. He's, who, who is this guy? But Jesus was born in a manger. Sister Gabby, do you know what's inside a manger? Yes. Yes, that is there also. Now, we must understand that that is not the Hilton. There wasn't a membership to get into this place. Probably wasn't the cleanest because the owner of that stable was not expecting guests to live in that stable. So not only did he not book reservations, but the place he got her was dirty. Let's just be real. There's, I, I, I don't believe in that whole, let's just dress it up, make it all pretty, like this had lights in it and, and candles and everything. Was, no, this was a stable. This was a stable. And, and this is where Joseph brings Mary to deliver her firstborn son. If I'm Mary, which I'm not, I would tell Joseph, we don't tell anybody about this. We don't want anybody showing up on this one. We tell pastor that we went on vacation. We don't want anybody to know that I'm giving birth in a stable. It's very humbling when things don't go your way. Very humbling when things aren't perfect in life. And this is the direction that the Lord chose to bring forth his son. This was all ordained of God to show humility in our lives. We need to ourselves remain humble in our walk with God. We cannot remember the pit that God drove us out of. We can't forget that. We've got, to, we've got to always know where God brought us from because if we get high and mighty thinking we're all that, we're going to start thinking we're more than we ought to. And the Bible says in Peter that we ought not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. So we need to remain humble. We need to remain humble. What was interesting about this stable experience is the shepherds who stunk like their trade were welcome at the manger. The richest of the rich who had money enough to build a palace for the birth of a king were welcome at that manger. What are mangers used for? To feed the stock. What is Jesus? Bread of life? A river of living water that never goes dry. Not a coincidence that our bread of life and our living water is born in a manger to feed our spirit and our soul. Humble beginnings brought life to us, to feed us and to nurture us. So we've got to impart that same humility into our lives and not forget where we came from. We must remain humble. Perseverance, perseverance. We need to make sure that we understand perseverance had a lot to do with this. At any moment, at any moment, they could have changed your plans. What if we don't do the taxes this year? What if we decide to go to the next town that has room for us? There's always easier ways out in life. There's always an easier way. There's always a broad way in living for God. A broad way in living for life, right? Where we think it's easy, but the Lord says, no, there's a narrow way. 
which is my way that leads on to eternal life. The broad way is going to lead you to destruction. We need to be on that narrow way, and it takes perseverance. It takes perseverance for us to stick with the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. It takes perseverance to get up every day, knowing that life is not going to be perfect, to get up out of bed and to face the fun that is going to be there that day. Brother guy, I have to fight myself some days to get out of bed and face reality. I have to just tell my flesh, just get up and go to work. Just deal with the mess. And then I have to pray the whole way to work, Lord, help get me out of the mess. I don't want to deal with the mess anymore. And I get there, and there's a mess. And I have to pray again, Lord, how do I handle this mess? We have to persevere through through some things in life to get to the promise that the Lord has called us to. Things always aren't going to be perfect in our life. Things aren't going to be rosy and peachy and king and, and, and walking through the tulip and flowers and all that stuff that people think is, oh, no, there's some difficult times. Yeah, that was pretty good, huh? Pitch perfect. There's some things that we have to go through in life that may cause us to want to just stop. There are some things that we may hit head on in living for God, brother guy, that makes us just want to say, you know what? Uh, I've, been, I've been butting heads with brother Garza. You know what? I'm just done coming to church. I don't want to deal with it no more. Uh, we're not buttonheads. I use him as an example. Use him as an example because uh, he's my brother and he he understands. And I do thank him for being here today. What a blessing. But there's so many things that we allow into our hearts and into our lives and live for God to cause us to just throw our perseverance out the window, and just give up, and just want to walk away. We get offended. We get our feelings hurt. Guess what? That's life. I haven't always been raised in this, Sister Jamie, and I got my feelings hurt before I got saved. And I got upset with people before I got saved. And and I'm dealing with people now. So the the thing that's changed is how I deal with that. How I let that affect me is how that change is now. But I have to persevere through a lot of things. You have to persevere through a lot of things to reach that high calling to God. You can't give up. You can't just throw in the towel and say, I'm just done. I don't want to do it. You just can't give in to the addictions and all these things that are trying to pull you out of church. You've got to stick with the word of God. You've got to stick with Jesus. If at any time, if at any time they had deviated from the path that God called them on, we would not be here celebrating this day. You've got to stick with the path. Lives depend on it. Lives depend on us sticking to the path. If we give up, if we give up, if we give up, this little guy here might not be saved. That little girl, that girl right there. That's right. We've got to stay with the course because if we give up, if we walk away, all of these youngins in here, they'll be lost. This is why we persevere. This is why we stick to the course. And I'm trying to hurry. I'm trying to hurry. I know, I know we got things going on, but I'm trying to hurry. But we've got to push through these, these situations in our lives that cause us to just want to give up. We, there's been times I remember years ago before. I can't say before everyone here was here because there's a couple of people that were here during this time. Um, I won't point them out. But we went through, we went through a church split. 
And I was on my way back from Washington, I believe, when I got the call. And this was 15 years ago. I don't remember how many, more than that, 16 years. It was a long, yeah, it's been, yeah, 50, yeah, it's been 18 years maybe. And um, I got the call that all this drama was happening and I was out of town. And, and thankfully, my wife was, was driving, and I just began to travail. I just start, started weeping uh, for the people, for the people. I just started weeping. I was like, Lord Jesus, this is not, this is not part of the plan. This is not what I want to be dealing with right now. I wanted to see us grow, not split. I wanted to see us unite, not divide. And it was hard because the, 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 all the work that, that those that were there put into to building up the kingdom and, and, and planting a, a church here and all the work that went in in prayer and sacrifice, I saw it crumbling. I start, saw it starting to fall apart. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, there's, there's so much work that we've put into this place. We can't allow it to crumble. Now, we can't allow bitterness and hurt feelings to come in and just destroy what the work has been done. And I, and I got to a point when I got back, I called some people. I was like, what is going on? What are you thinking? And that's how I was, brother. I, I, was just, I was frustrated. I was frustrated with these people. And I wasn't the pastor. I wasn't the pastor, but I was kind of the one that, I don't know, I don't know what you would call me. Sister Tanya, Sister Tammy, you were there. You could call me whatever you want to call me. But I just, I, I felt that I, I, had a, I had a responsibility. And I called up some people. I was like, what are you thinking? What, what, are, you, what are you listening to? Why are you allow, allowing this drama outside divide the church? Why are you getting your emotions involved in something you shouldn't be involved in and let us, the leadership, deal with it? And they walked away. They walked out. And they left. And they took half the church. And we came in the next day in the next service. And we were half the size. And I wept that whole service. And I was like, Lord, I just don't want to do it no more. You felt the same way. Just, why? Why? Why go through that again? Why cause more gray hairs right now my hair's falling out and I know who that is too no just kidding but I was there in those crucial moments where I, I didn't know what to do I prayed I was like Lord I'm done I'm ready to pack my bags and go I'm ready to quit my job and just run. And my wife, she, went, she lived through it with me. I was an emotional wreck because I saw everything that I had been sacrificing for for years just crumble before me, what I thought was everything. And I wanted to give up. And uh, I had somebody come to that service. I was just weeping, and I, was, I made up my mind that it was going to be my last service. I had made up my mind. I didn't tell anybody that. That was going to be my last service. And... Uh, Somebody came up to me weeping, and they grabbed me just like this, and they said, you can't leave us. If you leave us, we'll fall apart. They had, they had a hold of me. They wouldn't let go, and they're looking me right in the eye. You can't leave us. We need you. Because I persevered. Because they persevered. We're here today. I don't bring glory to myself because I wasn't the only one. There are some people that persevered through some hard times to keep a church in Vacaville. If we would have gave up, there may not be a church here today. We have to learn to persevere through those tough times. And then as they persevered, as, as Mary persevered through the, the birthing pains, as she had to persevere past the, the, the ambience that she was in, in a, in a stable giving birth to her child, as she got past all of that, she gave birth to the baby Jesus. She persevered to the end. And she gave birth. Church, we have to do the same thing. We have to persevere through those tough times and working with individuals 
and helping them become babes in Christ, to nurture them, to, to disciple them, to teach them the word of God. And we have to persevere. And as Matthew 20 19 says, we're to go and teach or make disciples of all nations. It doesn't matter where you come from or, or what language you teach. If you have a hungry heart, if you have a desire to know Jesus, we're here to teach it. If it's a language barrier, we'll find some way to get past that barrier. But we are here to bring life into people's lives in Jesus Christ. Believe it or not, I'm almost done. Some of y'all don't believe it. So all of this, all of this took place. The frustration of the trip and the purpose of the trip, having to humble ourselves, to live in that stable. And the Bible doesn't say how long they were there. I always had the imagination or, you know, I thought up that they got there and they had the baby that night. Is when the days were accomplished is what the word of God says. This is when she brought forth a child. We don't know how many days that was. And then we know in later passage, it says that after the eighth day, they circumcised Jesus and named him Jesus. So I don't know if they spent those full eight days in the stable. We have to persevere. And we have to work on, on developing new people and, and reaching out and winning lost souls for Jesus Christ and discipling them. All of this, all of this boils down to a wonderful, loving God who looked down on this earth and said, I need my people. And you're like, he doesn't need us. If he didn't need us, he wouldn't have died for us. He wants a relationship with us. He wants to be intimate with us. He wants to commune with us. He wants to, to be a part of us. He can create whatever he wants to create by just a spoken word. But he's chosen to keep us around, to have that relationship with him. And not only with him, but if we have a right relationship with Jesus Christ, we should have a right relationship with our brothers and sisters. How can I hate my brother and say I love Jesus? I didn't come up with that. You can't give me credit for it. It's in the word of God. How can we? Jesus Christ came to teach us how to have a relationship. Jesus showed us how to have a relationship, Brother Armando, when people were trying to set him up so they could kill him. And yet he didn't say anything bad. He did get a little rough with them. Them Pharisees and Sadducees. He got a little rough with them. He called them snakes. He called them all kinds of things. And then he got a little rough with the apostles, the disciples that should have known better. They've been walking with him for a couple of years. They should have known better. But he always worked on a relationship with his people to show us how to have a relationship with him. As we stand, I want us to, to take today and try to rebuild our relationship with Jesus Christ. I want us to take time and we can come to the front and we can gather around the front on this altars and we can pray and ask the Lord to, to help us to rebuild that relationship. Lord, there's been a lot of distractions this year. There's been a lot of things that have come into our lives, Lord Jesus, that has distracted us from, from keeping you first in our life to keeping your kingdom first, Lord. Lord, I want to rebuild that relationship. Is there anybody else that wants to rebuild that relationship to get your heart in alignment with the word of God, to get your relationship right with God? Is there anyone that wants to push past the feelings and the, and the guilt and, and the shame that you may be feeling right now and just say, Lord Jesus, I don't care what people think. I got to get right with you. And then if there's any in here that are just at odds or having tension with a brother or sister, go make it right. It's not worth losing your soul 
just to win an argument. It's not worth losing your soul just to be right. Humble yourselves before the Lord. Repent of your attitude. Seek his face. Come, you can come around these altars and pray right now. But we need to today start all over again. Start brand new and building our relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to start today rekindling those relationships that have fallen apart. Hallelujah, Jesus, we need you right now. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.